Hey, I'm Rich Hunter-Rice and welcome to the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast, Season 2. How are you? Hope you're having a great day. So really interesting, deep breath then, really, really interesting uh, episode this week. And this is um, a gentleman by the name of Odu, who I have actually known for 31 years. And it only I, I knew he'd had a big impact on my life over the years. We worked together back at Good Old TVI Fridays many, many years ago. And in fact, when we actually sat and worked it out, it's about 31 years that I've known him. But just when we started having this conversation, and I've recorded this podcast in two different legs, and I'll explain exactly why in a second, but it just, the impact having the conversation, it actually made me realize how intertwined our lives have been coming and going over the last 31 years. But also, Odu's had a massive, massive inspiration to, uh, it's been a massive inspiration to me and to my life and to where I am today. But anyway, I will shut up and I will let you listen to the interview. But just before we start is when the first part of this interview was recorded. It was the day after the Queen had passed away. So I was down in Cornwall. um, And what I didn't realise is at that time, it was 12 o'clock at lunchtime on the Friday. And all church bells and anything with bells around the country were ringing for an hour. And guess what? I was sat working away and there was a church right behind me. So... Yeah, there's going to be a bit of sound, but I've tried to neutralise as much as I can. Anyway, I hope you can get past that that uh, intrusion, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Should have put my face on. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah. He started. He started already. I've not even asked him a question. Well, this is a very interesting. <laughs> Welcome to the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast. Uh, this is an episode which I'm recording in beginning of September. It's going to be aired beginning of October. So. We're currently in a crazy time in the UK. We've obviously, we've just lost the Queen, passed away yesterday, which is very, very sad news. I'm also, I'm on va- a holiday vacation myself right now. And I'm, I'm in down in Cornwall, beautiful part of the UK. And where I'm actually located at the moment, at the top of the garden, in a, a summer house. You might call it a summer house, I call it a shed. And there's a church. There's a church right behind me. So it's just gone quarter past 12 on lunchtime on Friday, the 9th of September. And apparently I've just been told the church bells are going to be ringing for the next hour. So I'm going to try and mute myself as much as I can, as I can. But you are going to hear some church bells behind me. Um, this episode was only arranged this week, but this is one of my longest, oldest friends. Uh, I say that. I've, I love this guy. I also hated this guy as much. And I'll explain why in a minute. So <laughs> this guy... That evil laugh you can hear now was a boss, was a boss of mine. Oh, my God. Back in 1991, which is quite scary. So back in my, those of you who know my past, I was in hospitality. I rocked up a little restaurant called TGI Fridays in Birmingham, Hagley Road, many, many years ago. And this was one of my first bosses. Um, and as I say, I love this guy dearly. I followed him to London. He was part of the reason why I moved to London. I spent five, six years in London. I met uh, my ex-partner, ex-wife, had my children because of this guy as well and also was a major major massive influence on my life and since we've arranged this the more i've thought about it he's had such an impact on my life and i said to you earlier this week we started talking it's actually it's his fault partly for why i am why why i am the way i am today and the personality and everything else because this was literally the first person who said to me be yourself 
be yourself and don't hide behind a cloak and just do what you, as long as, you know, the customers, the guests you're looking after having a good time, you can do whatever you want. So there's a great intro for you. I would like to introduce Odu. Odu, would you like to just introduce yourself? Tell us who you are and a little bit about yourself, please. Hi. Hi, Richard. Um, hello, everyone. And firstly, Richard, thank you very much for organising this and and letting me be on this podcast with you. Um, yes, what a tangled web we weave in terms of how many years we have known each other. Um, mm. For those listening, my name is Odu Bambozi. I am of Nigerian descent. I was born in Bolton, Lancashire. Uh, went to university in London. Uh, uh, I'm married. I've been married for 24 years this November, and um, Richard was instrumental in that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Now, that, really now weird. that we think about it, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's another story for another time. Um, two, I have two daughters. Uh, my eldest is 23. My youngest is 20. Um, my eldest just recently graduated and is just awaiting her first teaching job. And my youngest is living the life of Riley as a student at Cardiff at Cardiff University. Um, as Richard pertains to, we, we've known each other for many, many years. Um, when he came into my realm, I was very much a young, spunky, gobby manager, and he was a very young, spunky, gobby teenager. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, it soon became apparent that we actually liked each other. Um, I was absolutely in love with the company that I was working for because, as Richard said, we were just allowed to be ourselves. <clears throat> now, I'm a great stickler for manners and doing things right and, and so on. And working for Fridays at that time, they actually gave us the parameters of how things should be done and how things should be done well, but we were allowed to do those things using our own personalities. And I'm sure that if you come across anybody that worked for Fridays at a particular point in their life, um, they will describe it much the same as myself and Richard would in the fact that it was very much a great place to work. Um, but we were ourselves and we got to know each other as real people rather than somebody that put on a a particular cloak um, or uniform um, but we came in we were ourselves and we looked after our guests our suppliers and each other um 110 percent absolutely so there we are rich mm. So what about now? What about since? So that was, okay, so hit your backstory. So that was TGI's, TGI Fridays many, many years ago. What was the journey after TGI Fridays? So after TGI Fridays, I stayed within Whitbread and was a manager GM for their David Lloyd clubs for a couple of years. Uh, I then came out of um, TGI's or out of Whitbread and did a few years sort of like on the high street so I worked for Pizza Express for a while as a GM um, I worked for Raymond Blanc in terms of his uh, Le Petit Blanc chain 
um, for a few, few years. Um, and I suppose during that time, after leaving Fridays and to where I am now, um, the time was a bit mixed, lost my focus, lost my mojo a little bit. So I was a little bit sort of like a bit like Moses out in the wilderness <laughs> for quite a few years. But, you know, during that time, I got married. I had children, bought a house, yada, 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 developed friendships with different other people and so on and so forth. Um, also, during that time, um, I was diagnosed with cancer, um, which was which was a really, really big shock. Um, but thankfully, I've been in remission a year. Um, and, and again, that journey maybe is a story for another time. Um, but really surprised myself with my tenacity, my strength of mental well-being. Um, but in saying that, I can't take away from the fact that I had a huge network of, of support from all different aspects and corners corners of my life but um sitting here today um feeling quite robust and thankful that um the cancer was got was treated i was very very poorly um for a while but it does it does feel like a distant memory but it's quite funny certain things visions and certain smells um kick off um post-traumatic stress disorder so I did have a little bit of an episode yesterday <laughs> from watching something on telly which sort of like sent me down a little a little road that I've not been down a while but uh, that's something that needs to be looked at go going forward um professionally I'm... do you mind it do you mind ex... what was it Odi? what was it triggered you yesterday do you mind explaining what it was so I was okay so um no that's no that's fine the um the new Thor film, there's there's a scene where um, his love interest is obviously being treated for cancer. Um, right. And she sat in a chair, um, like the chair that I used to sit into, where you would sit and they'd wire you all up and cannula you and then infuse you with, with, with your chemotherapy. And just that scene just... Mm, yeah, it just made me go, ooh. So um, powerful. Um, so powerful, isn't it? Yeah, very, very, very much. I, I don't get them that often. So I've been in remission a year, um, and I actually don't get them that often. And But when they do come, they sort of like just knock me for six for a bit. So I'm, I'm, I sort of like said to my wife and my daughter yesterday, because they witnessed the episode, um, it's obviously something that I most probably need to have some work done on um so i can learn to handle it better you know i'm very that's very a, fortunate that's a massive strength that's a massive strength of you and your personality identifying that and seeing it yeah 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 i think i think so i mean i'm very very fortunate in terms of from being diagnosed to being treated to being to being um put in remission um was all done and dusted within a year um, so I have a lot to be grateful for. Um, there was, there were times where I thought, well, why me? Um, but that's not a great thing to think about, really. Um, the best thing was for me to think about was, well, how am I going to get better? And what am I going to do once I am better? Um, 
and doing this type of stuff is all part of that journey um in terms of i don't know whether i had the illness to prove to to myself that i'm 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 a strong man and i can overcome all adversity um not on my own but you know with the help of other people or it was for some other reason but it's what's happened it's a part of my life um yeah there we are you're strong you're a very strong man you always have been but i think if he had you know we all have these tests in life and it's just proven how strong you are and you know you talk about your background and having this and the wilderness years and i, I love the the moses as well that was very cool I do like that um, we all part part of the reason why i love doing the podcast is to prove to people that we don't you know the bullshit lives i do swear from time to time Obie, i do apologize as well i actually don't apologize at all my i've podcast, told you about my that. podcast my rules. <laughs> yeah absolutely um that's me that's my people please coming out there that i have to apologize I say, actually why am i part of my fucking podcast you in my world anyway, sorry sorry mom i'm actually not at all we all have these zigzagging lives. We all have these zigzagging lives because that's where we are today. And that I believe is the pure strength and the depth of the people we are. And these bullshit lives that are these straight, you know, come out of university in the perfect job, you get this career, you make a million pounds a year, we have the perfect life, doesn't actually exist. And, the, and still, while I see that bullshit on Instagram and Facebook and Instagram, uh, TikTok and all of the stuff is why I'm very much against it. And I think, you know, you've got to own it. Um, I've never, you probably don't know this about me, and I'll tell you, after 31 years of knowing you, my very first job when I left school, I was a hairdresser for 12 months. I think I do and know And so many that. people don't know this. So many people don't know this about us. <laughs> I hid it for years because I was embarrassed. And I was wow. like, because I didn't enjoy it. It was great fun at right. the time. I was exposed yeah. to more drugs and drink than a 16-year-old kid should ever see in their whole life. Because the... God, Talk about going down tangents. The company I worked for was partly owned by Duran Duran at the time. This is talking about 87, 88. Duran Duran were major business partners of the uh, long story. Um, And, but again, if I hadn't well, of done course that, they were a Birmingham-based band, weren't they? Absolutely, as well, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I hadn't done any of that, I wouldn't have ended up in hospitality. And I, I, how I got into TGIs is a girlfriend at the time's mom said, "You should be working at TGI Fridays." I'd never been to TGI Fridays. That's why I rocked in through the door, and I was interviewed by Andy James, who turned me down because he wanted me to work on the bar. I wasn't interested in it. Andy, right. I've spoken to you since. You're a bit of a knob, then. I'm sure you haven't changed the years. <laughs> And then I went back a month later and I got interviewed by Casper Williams. Oh my God, what uh, an absolute legend, Casper Williams. Yes, Again, I've not yes, seen yes. or heard from him, Casper. If ever you get to hear this, mate, I hope you're right. You were a big influence on me. And then, of course, you strolled up and you did your stuff. Um, I forget as well how interweaved our lives are. You're absolutely right. But like Nikki, how you met Nikki, she was sat on my table. I was serving her. These four beautiful girls who were single going, oh, do you know anyone? I, mean, I know, just the person. My marriage is a bit uptight and he needs a girlfriend to make him much more of a person. <laughs> you need to meet him. And that's how the conversation went. And you two were like, how many years have you been together? How many years have you been married? It was beautiful. We, well, we've been, to, we've been together 30 years at least. Um, and we're coming up for our 24th wedding anniversary in November. Such an amazing story. But you were always a very big character. And you always had a major impact on me. And I'll tell you one of the things I remember you for which you probably don't even realise, your storytelling was amazing. Thank you. 
So we'd have shift meetings. We'd have shift meetings. But I can remember the bad shift meetings. I remember the good shift meetings. Even still, you know, I struggle to remember my three kids' names most days. But I can remember certain <laughs> things from 31 years ago about shift meetings and stuff like that. You were always a very good storyteller. You, were ama- you used to wear the most amazing shirts and ties. And you were very flamboyant. You were a very large-on-life character. But you knew how to motivate people. You were a very good motivator. You know, we're talking about teams of 50, 60 people on a shift. You were able to captivate and motivate and everyone to work freaking hard together to get the results done. So you were amazing. So, and I love your story, by the way, hospitality. What's your view on hospitality now? We've all been through hospitality. And what's your view on it? Do you think it was a good stepping stone? Do you think it was useful for you? Um, oh, gosh. Um, as much as I have negative thoughts about hospitality, hospitality but not through my friday's days um my friday's days um are or became the linchpin of how i conducted myself uh and worked and still do to this day um i mean my my current job that I, that, that i'm in now um, one of the reasons that I was asked to join the company was because the CEO asked me, are you still the Odoo I knew when you worked at TGI Fridays? And I was just like, I think so. Yes. You know, I've I've got older, I've matured, but I think there's... <laughs> there's don't, still use, an... don't use that M word around me. I seriously... <laughs> but I, there's definitely... Um, a very strong element of um, how things should be done. I think my, the lasting thing from Fridays for me, I, I, I don't know what it's like now, um, was that the company really cared about its people. And if there was anything that will always ring a bell for me is how do we look after our people? Or how do we look after people in general? Um, Whether it's the cleaners that have been overnight polishing the brass, or it's the bin men that come and and collect the bins off the back dock, or or whatever. You know, I have an odd job man that comes and does things in my house because I'm totally useless at DIY and what have you. And I'm always aware about, one, how I speak to him, how I treat him. take an interest in him uh, and his family. And I think, um, well, I'm more than think, I know that it is an important um, way and trait to have and to be. Um, And unfortunately, there are too many people that we come across in our lives um, that don't know how to be with people or look after people or have an interest in people um and i just think that it's very very important um Mm -hmm. i'm on the receiving end of that with the company that i work for at the minute because um, going back to my illness i'd only been in this job six months when i was diagnosed um so i was literally just come out of my probation um and then we got the news that, that I had cancer. And what the company that I work for, they it's called MD Group. What they did for me 
as an individual, never mind for me and my family, um, cannot be surmounted. And I think the only other people that could have done anything like that um, would have been Fridays. Um, mm. At that time? At that time, yeah. Um, so, for, so for me, it's... It is all about people. It really, really is all about people. Um, I work in an industry. I work in the pharmaceutical industry now, and people are very, very intelligent, very, very clever, and they use lots of big words and they know stuff, and their brains work at ten to the dozen. And you just think, you know, I'm I'm in awe of some of my colleagues. I'm in awe of them when I spend time with them. I'm on meetings with them. And I'm just like, how? What? How does it happen? And how does it work? Uh, and I very much did have imposter syndrome for a good while when I started with the company. But people just kept on saying to me, or the people that care just kept on saying to me, it's about you and it's about how you are as a person, how you interact with people, how you care. Um, see, I'm getting emotional now just thinking about it. And that's how strong it is in me. It is, it is about how we deal with people. And if you deal with people correctly, you get the best out of them. It might take 100%. a little bit longer. Um, might take a little bit longer, but um, for me and the experiences that I have had, where I've been allowed to use my own skills to grow, nurture, coach, um, encourage people, um, has always provided dividends. Um, in, in in the end so i'm a yes i've got to say i'm a people person first um yeah i don't i yeah, don't suffer, i don't i don't suffer fools lightly um the worst things that i that are um abhorrent to me for want of a better word in human nature are the lack of manners and the lack of compassion are the two main things that would send me strat stratospheric um yeah if i remember but you've are... always been the same i remember that about you your manners have always been absolutely impeccable and you were always the same with anyone whoever you met and i think uh, you know what we're so similar in so many ways you manage better than mine i'll be honest but you know what Put it there. We are both people, people, and I say I've said it this morning in a meeting with someone I met this morning, a guy over in Hong Kong. I won't go into details, but you know, I love people. I love the passion of my life now is talking to people all over the world. You know, it's mm. so amazing. And do you know what? If you follow the popular media and the press, is that we think the world's full of bad people and there's people who just don't care. But do you know, if flip, the way I look at that is, you flip it the other way. And actually, it's it's a it's a very very small minority. The majority of people are awesome, are amazing. They'll help anyone out. They'll do people. They'll do stuff for anyone. But the problem is, yeah. we the negativity sells papers and sells media yeah, space, it, and they focus an on awful, that. Yeah, yeah, it's an awful. It's toxic. It's an awful situation that we're in. That papers sell on bad news um, rather than good news because there are a myriad of good people around Absolutely. the world and I think I do think that there is more good in the world than there is bad it's just that collectively we are sold or fed 
the bad. Um, you know, the, the levels of anxiety in people around us in our daily lives, in our professional lives at the minute. Um, it's not it's not self-made. It's it's prescribed by everything that we're surrounded by and the powers that be. Uh, and I do fervently pray at times that, gosh, somebody just needs to come and stir up the hornet's nest and, and flip the coin, as you say, because there are a lot of people out there, unsung heroes, that do great and wonderful things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think rather, like you said about the cancer, you think about, well, you know, why have I got this? Why have I been dumped on this? But you can't change anything that's happened. The only thing you can change is your mindset and make sure you get out of it and you do everything you possibly can in your ability. And I see that the same as society now is nothing's going to change unless people start standing up and being that change and saying, actually, no, I'm not going to put up with that. I haven't bought a paper in years. I adamantly berates my family on a regular basis because they buy the freaking mail every day and it drives me mad because it's a poison absolute nasty thing i try not to watch the news i don't follow news regularly british politics and anything else i would have no hair if I watch the news all the time. Thanks, that was so unpolite uh, and again i think you can get rid of that toxicity from your life it makes you a better person it makes you happier as well and I think my mission is very much about helping people, connecting with people. It's never about chasing money. I want to serve and help people get to better places. And that is just, it's so empowering. And I, I highly recommend it to anyone. We'll get you on that I journey. Th- don't you worry. You'll get you on that I journey. Think, even more I, so. think, um, I think the, the mention of service um, is, is, is something that is certainly since... Um, the Queen died yesterday because she dedicated her life to being a servant to the country. And I never knew until today I was listening to Women's Hour uh, on Radio 4, which I've all of a sudden got into. It's really good. You should give it a listen. Anyway. (laughs) Who was on? Who was doing it? Was it Jane Garvey? Uh, no, I can't even remember the presenter oh, okay. today. But um, I used to work with her sister many years ago. Oh, right. <laughs> but she used to sign all her important, sort of like public documents and things. Elizabeth, are your servant? And um, there is a saying that I have somewhere about the the joys and virtues of being in service. And, and and giving service in whatever form that may be, you know, whether it's been a good husband, a good wife, a good son, a good child, a good employee. Um, I think the element and the whole paradigm of service isn't really um, looked into, but I think that it's very, very strong. And I think if people understood what service meant and i'm not talking about it in terms of being a waiter or a waitress or a bartender in 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 a restaurant um you know i'm talking about the service that we one give ourselves because if we don't look after after ourselves and serve ourselves we're, we're no use to anybody um and then in terms of how we then distill that out to other people around us to make people feel better, be better, do better. 100%. 100%. I couldn't agree with you anymore. 
One of, one of the things that does um, sadden me to a degree is that life moves on so quickly and we're all yeah. rushing through life as fast as we possibly can and fearful the fact, and I've been guilty of this and I have to remind myself every day to slow down a little bit and to be present and to see what's around you and just absorb what's around you, what amazing things we've got. And one of the things that's hit me this morning is, and I think it will only come out over time, is so much outpouring and love for the Queen. She's passed away within the last 24 hours and no one, I think we're all guilty of taking her for granted to a certain degree and no one really understood exactly what she meant to the, the world, the globe, the UK especially and everyone else until she's gone. And we'll see that change now, but it's too late because she's passed, she's gone. We, you know, we, we've got King Charles III and all this stuff. Um, and there's a, there's a lesson for us all there is to stop and to be aware and be present right now. You know, how many times I always try and make a rule with the other half, the better half of will add, is that we're eating, we try not to have mobile phones with us because we're both mm. running businesses, we're both really, really busy. And the problem is we have a meal, you haven't even thought about what you've just consumed. Someone's cooked the food, I've cooked the food 99% of the time. Sorry, Kate, I'm dropping it there. Um, we're having dinner, we're having beautiful food and we haven't actually tasted the food because we're rushing it to get on to the next thing, but actually slow down and enjoy Look mm. at what's around, smell, you know, just mm. that whole, the feelings of where you are now. Mm. I'm, I, I, I get, I'm saying airy fairy in my old age, but this is very much how, how life has moved on, but what I find is really interesting. And I think we all just need to take that step slower, slow down a little bit, enjoy what's around you. It's not mm. always about looking ahead and, you know, mm. what, what have they got that I haven't got? And, mm. and I think that's, that's massively empowering. So I, th- uh, as I well. think that was one lesson that, that, just, that came out of, out for me during my mm. illness because literally my life yeah. stopped um, and all I all all I could do was just think about getting better uh, and I couldn't focus on anything else um, and once coming out the other side um, I've now found that well one I, I have a higher level of gratitude um, for everything in my life and two, uh, I practice acknowledging everything um, because acknowledgement as well is part of service. You know, you we need to, or even I need to acknowledge what goes on around me, what people do for me, no matter how big, no matter how small. Um, and in acknowledging, you recognize and then you become grateful. Uh, yeah, 100%. God, like a couple of grumpy old men. I'm living this. <laughs> okay. I haven't asked you, I haven't asked you a single question from my, from my list now. So I'm going to start okay, go on then. Question. So what, what, what's your biggest motivation today? Oh, my family my wife and my two girls are my biggest motivation one because they are my anchor as well um stop me from going off into the world uh, or into the airy fairy world (laughs) um that's my biggest motivation that the other motivation that is growing in me um is I want to um, be able to help people more. Um, 
share my experiences. Um, I've realised over the last year, year and a half, that I do actually have a lot that I can give to people in whatever capacity that is, just through my own experiences. Um, so, yeah, apart from my family being a big motivation, my next motivation is about helping and contributing to people, whether it's community, whether it's singular or whatever. Um, that is my next um, motivator. Okay, cool. Um, I love that no answer. Thank you so much for that. So what, okay. ha what has been the single best bit of advice you have ever received? Oh my gosh. Do you like that? Um, be myself. Cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Be, be myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. I love it. Still resonates with me still 31 years later. Mm. Um, if you won $10 million today, what would you do? Cry. <laughs> because, I... <laughs> because I wouldn't believe it. Um, and there, what would I do? Um, what would you do? I'd... I'd go away to a secluded place for at least a week just to sit and think about, one, how my life was going to change and if I wanted it to change and, two, what I was going to step forth and do um, because having that type of windfall would change your life forever and just create so absolutely. many opportunities. Mm. Absolutely. That's what I would That's do. Cool. Straight like away, I'd, 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 go, I'd go away somewhere secluded for a while and be in quiet contemplation, at least for a week, and then come out and go, right, here we go. It's quite scary, isn't it? I can visualise this, you see, because I've always had the same thought as well. You know, I remember when the National Lottery came out in the UK the first time, I was convinced we were going to win the first ticket and all this. I'm like, I've mm -hmm. always had the same dream that I'd walk to the airport, jump on the first plane, and I'd go somewhere mm -hmm. for a month and just sit mm -hmm. and chill and think because mm -hmm. the reason why I love the question so much is that it's not a million. A million's are great and it probably change your life considerably, make things a lot easier, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't change your life forever. Whereas 10 million mm -hmm. is enough to change everyone around you as well. And it, you know, yeah. change, it would change a generation if it's done. You could change a lot of people by doing the right things. Yeah. So I love the answer. I love the question. I love your answer as well. So thank you for that. Okay. So this question I ask everyone, and obviously it has a few negative connotations. I'm going to talk about failure. And the question is, what's your biggest failure and what did you learn from the experience? But just before you answer, the reason why I love the question is that there's so much bullshit out there about everything's perfect, we don't fail. And also I find that British and especially English people are very scared of failure to the point where they don't like talking about it. 
So if people don't like talking about it, there's two there's two things. One, they're either bullshitting, or two, they're just not trying hard enough and they're so scared of failure, it, it paralyzes them. So anything in your life you can think about that's been a big failure for you? And if so, what did you learn from the experience? Oh, gosh. Um, what's my view? Well, my view on failure is that if you don't have failure in your life, um, there is a propensity that you won't grow, you won't become better, you won't become rounded, um, you won't achieve your true potential. Um, And failure is different, isn't it? It's on so many levels. There's not just one level for failure. Um, it's it's <clears throat> it's like a buffet, isn't it? You can have a little failure, or you can have failure at the other end that kicks you in the bollocks and uh, <laughs> and leaves and leaves you for dead. Um, so, what failures have I had in my life? Gosh, um, it took me an eternity to become well. What felt like an eternity to become a GM for Fridays. Um, so every time I went for interview or went for application, I think four or five times. So I had four or five failures there, um, and yeah, each one really, really one upset me. Um, two made me feel that I wasn't worthy, um, and so on and so forth. Um, Looking back on it, um, I think, well, even though I thought that most probably um, they were unfair decisions at the time, when I did get to become a GM, I was a better GM for it. Um, because I had that hunger to prove to people that uh, those decisions that you made before, well, here you go, mate. Uh, this is what you have. So they they were failures. Um, oh, gosh, I failed my A-levels. Um, Did you really? I didn't know this about you. Yeah. <laughs> I failed my A-levels, and, oh, it's like... I can I can relive it like it was yesterday, uh, and just thought my whole world was going to end. And my my life around that time was was very very disjointed and everything. I wasn't living with my parents. I was living with friends uh, or my other friends. You know, they had really neat tight family networks and so on and so forth and you know I was living in a bed sit in an old Victorian house and you know putting on a face of really being in control of my life and so on and so forth and yeah and I failed my A-levels um and I was distraught distraught and (laughs) one of the things you got to remember is that uh, about me is that I I am an offspring of African parents and for those people that know African culture your parents want you to be accountants lawyers doctors engineers and failure isn't something that is in their vocabulary so if you if you 
um, I remember seeing a meme or something, <laughs> and it's quite true, um, where you were at school and you were most probably a good pupil and you came second and you, your mum and your dad would go, eh, why did you come second? What did what did the person that came first do? You know, or if you got 98 out of 100, it was, eh, what happened to the other 2%? You know, <laughs> Brutal, brutal upbringing. Such very, a very, 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 very. Um, you know, so <laughs> failure was something in my life that took me a long time to acknowledge mm. and appreciate, um, which is um, an important thing, is that you need to appreciate failure because if you look at it on all facets, it's it's a learning tool. Um, and yet, you know, there may be one or two people that have never experienced it and they are very, very fortunate. Um, but yeah, I think most people do experience it at some point in their lives. Oh my God, I can give you, how long have you got? I could, we could sit and talk for another week. I, I, I still wouldn't touch the surface. Um, three things, three things what you've said then, which, you know, hit me. Um, I think I think the way we address failure, like you said about the African culture, and what, it's very much a failure of our education system these days. And it's all about, you know, winning, winning, winning. Failure is not an option. And you, you look down on if you failure, which just shows that academics most of the time are just complete out of touch with reality. Oh, very um, much. The second thing, the second thing, I'm glad you see that you didn't get to be GM for a first few times. That was a failure. I never went. I never even got to be GM at all. Like, so, you know, <laughs> I've done enough by then. So <laughs> at least you got there. And also, you talk about you failed your, your A-levels. I, I stopped at O-levels. I had enough by then. And I got two very, very useful O-levels, which come in great service me every single day, biology yeah. and craft design technology. I'm the worst. I can't make anything these days. Well, you I've could got... you could make a 3D heart, mate. <laughs> oh, I, swear, I swear to God I couldn't. We were, um, quick quick anecdote, we were in um, Crete last week, as you know, and uh, we went to this, in fact, a week ago today, we were in this great museum in the capital, looking at all these old archi- um, artifacts and some, you know, seven, 8,000-year-old China things. Well, there's something in my parents' kitchen, bless them, which has been there for 30-odd years. And Kate was laughing, saying, oh, my God, this is as bad as yours in your kitchen. You can be here, you can make a fortune. I'm like, seriously. So, yeah, craft design technology is never going to be my thing. That was a great answer. Very cool answer. I love that. Okay, so wrapping up nicely. So if you could be remembered for one thing and one thing in the future, what would you like to be remembered for? Oh. It's a good one, that. Do you like that? that that's tough because I'm, in terms of my own self-development, I'm, you know, working on lots of, uh, you know, Odoo improvement because, you know, I want to be healthier. I want to be kinder. I want to be more generous. I want to be prosperous or more prosperous and I want to be more successful what would I like to be remembered for what would they put on my gravestone what would I like on my gravestone um I was a great dad great husband uh and I was generous with my love okay that love it you know it's it's 
it's always harder for you to recognise what that is going to be, but it's easier for other people. Mm. So straight away, I know the the answer for me is what you're remembered for is being that larger than life. You're a big guy, you know. You've always been tall in stature and a big mm. character, and you're you used to wear these most amazing ties and your laugh. Your uh, there's um I'll add it into the conversation. We're recording this about a week and a half, two weeks later. We tried to record the first one because of the bells. I know whose internet connection died, so this is where we are today. So I'm recording it back in back in the UK and all that good stuff back at home. Um, right at the beginning, how the uh, how our conversation started two weeks ago is you laughing, and I've left it in because you've got such an infectious <laughs> laugh that just people remind remember like you are now. You're such a big character, but they're cool. Okay, so two questions. Two questions. If you could give your 18-year-old self just one piece of advice, what would that advice be? Now you've got all that hindsight of wisdom and years. I'm not saying you're really old, but you are a bit old, aren't you? You know, a bit older than me. Be braver. Be braver. Cool. Be that. braver. Yeah. Nice. That's great advice. Be braver cool. because the only thing, the worst thing that anybody can say to you when you are looking for something, asking for something, is that the worst thing they can do is say no. And when we are 18 and growing and developing, we sweat the small stuff uh, and we don't need to. We don't need to. Cool. No, amazing. Okay. And um, my last question for you is, is there a certain book that you've read that's most impacted on your life or you've read multiple times? Oh. What's that book? Surprisingly... Um, I've read more than one book, to be fair. Um, I've read the Bible, um, and I'm not overtly religious anymore. I was for a time, mm. um, but I lost faith. It's 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 a little bit better now. Um, but even if you're not religious, I have a few friends that aren't religious, and they have said to me, actually, you know, if it's a made-up story or not, there are some good things in there that you can use to lead your life yep um what other book oh oh, something seagulls um john livingston seagulls i don't know whether that's the correct title um and then another book is paolo cello um the alchemist Ah, I've never read it, but I've heard a lot of people reference that. Okay. Cool. Nice. I I knew you were going to say the Bible. Do you know, I knew that was going to come up because that was always a big thing of of how I remember you from a long time ago was the Bible is a very important part of your life. And as you say, if you're religious or not, there's some great tales in there and great life lessons still. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a book of it's a book of knowledge, isn't it? Spiritually or whatever, and you can interpret it whichever way way you want to. But um, you know, it's yeah. Well, I have to say, I always feel like a bit of a fraud when I'm doing these because often it's so therapeutic for me. And this conversation's been no different at all. It's been very very good (laughs) catching up. Your wisdom, your power, your oh, bless you. intelligence is huge, and it's been it's been really really cool. So, if anyone wants to reach out to you, any of my listeners want to reach out to you, connect with you, what's the best way of getting in contact with you? Ooh. LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. Oh no, not LinkedIn, because you know what? I've got two pages on LinkedIn now, and I don't know how to get rid 
Yeah. We need to get that down to one, mate. Yes, because I've got my I've got my my professional page, and I've got the page that I've had for years and years and years, and I just need to merge the two together. I'm not deleting this from the podcast because you need to I'm, have one page. I have one page. I'm such a luddite, Rich. It's a, a, how I get through every day. I don't. Know. But you do. You do have a smile. My daughters your face. So, despair with me. Yeah, I can imagine. So maybe I will drop your email address if that's okay. In yeah. The show. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And if anyone wants to reach out, you know, he's an amazing guy. He's got so much wisdom to share. I will include, just pop over to the show notes and you'll see his email address. I wouldn't bother connecting with him on LinkedIn for money. (laughs) (laughs) Only my friend, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Um, It feels like there's so much more of your journey to come ahead of you as well, which is going to be cool. Bless you. Thank you very, very much. Really, really appreciative. And there we are. As I said, such a great interview, such a great character. And um, yeah, as I said at the beginning, it has such an impact on my life still to this day. So appreciate it. Um, highly recommend you reach out and connect with Odoo. Obviously, don't use LinkedIn because that's another story for another day. Hope you enjoy the episode. And, you know, please subscribe and you'll be the first to know of all our future episodes. Have a great day. Thanks for joining me for this latest episode of the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it. So if you've got any feedback, you want any further information, or you know some amazing people we need to be talking to, please get in contact. Simply drop us an email to info at minervagrowth.co.uk. Have an amazing day.